sight. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. So Tina Douglas in the newscast there uh, had shared with us a story from another coworker about National Punctuation Day. I love it. When you're tweeting and doing posts on Facebook, pay attention to your punctuation. I am still friends with two of my high school English teachers and that right there is enough to keep me honest. Before I hit tweet or post on Facebook, I think, is Peggy going to read this? Is Gerald going to read this? And what are they going to think of me if I have punctuation wrong? And for the love of God, don't capitalize things that aren't proper nouns, right? Like, yeah, I I could throw some people under the bus, but I won't. But uh, National Punctuation Day, International Rabbit Day, it's just kind of a, a fun morning here on Green and Growing. So rabbits, yeah, you, you have them as pets maybe and you love them. Gardeners, not so much. We don't have the same appreciation for rabbits that uh, that animal lovers do as far as pets go. They eat pansies. They're going to eat your cool season crops. They're going to get to whatever they can. And notice, you know, a pattern, really. Like if you just have notches or something around the edges of plants, like a hosta leaf or something, that's likely caterpillars. If the whole plant's eaten to the ground, could be a rabbit, could be a deer, they're just going to shear the whole thing off, right? So pansies are definitely going to be one of those things that they go after. Um, Tabasco sauce, cayenne pepper spray, Red pepper flakes in the soil are only going to last so long. Uh, Malorganite is that slow-release fertilizer that's made from sewage up in the Midwest, and it's got a smell. It's not terrible for us. It's not great. Um, But that lingers, and that's going to repel them or deter them for a little bit, and it's also going to benefit your plants. So that's not a bad idea to have malorganite on hand, sprinkle that at the base of the plants you think they're going to go to. Physical barriers, when you're thinking about your your cool season crops in your garden, um, having some kind of netting or a taller border or a raised bed and really raised so they can't get up to it. That's really going to be some of your best ideas uh, for, you know, deterring rabbits. And those of you who have tried all of that uh, and with no success, I don't know. I don't really have a a lot more solutions. Uh, There's also like... um, What's that? Liquid fence. Liquid fence, too. Dr. Alan Armitage, I've seen him use that in his garden. Just go out there, spray it every now and then. Uh, Keeps the deer away. Keeps the rabbits away. So that's probably something you could consider as well. Hmm. 404-872-0750. We'll go to Forsyth County and say good morning to Melissa and coming. Hey there. Hi, good morning. What's going on with you? Um, Well, I had a question about vegetable seeds. Okay. Um. I was wondering how long are they good for? Um, I have a pretty good collection of seeds. I'm new to vegetable gardening. And um, I went to my local feed store, and they give it to you by, like, a quarter-cup scoop. So I have a lot. So will we be able to plant them a year from now, or should I give some away? Um, A little bit of both. Honestly, Melissa, generally they will last three to five years if stored properly. And by okay. stored properly, cool, dry place that stays dark, um, not much humidity at all. That's why people say the refrigerator in a jar or something like that. If you don't want to go the refrigerator okay. route, I sometimes my flower seeds I'll put in an envelope. That way I know they're dry. 
and you know put it somewhere in the kitchen where it doesn't get direct sunlight or anything like that but yeah cool dry place dark is going to be best i i think you're going to have a lot of luck with with thinking three to five years and when you're ready to test them you know i go ahead and put the the date or the year on the jar right now or whatever container you have them in and if you need to test the viability say in two or three years only take a handful Uh out and what you can do kind of a fun little test just place a few of them on a damp paper towel uh, maybe you know a couple of months ahead of when you're ready to plant them put them on a damp paper towel fold it up put it in a plastic bag and then just put the bag in a warm spot near a sunny window or something check it after about a week or so and see if they've germinated and if so you're good to go if most of them did not sprout or whatever then odds are the whole lot if all were stored the same they haven't they haven't kept Awesome. I will definitely do that. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And keep in mind, too, you know, you starting all of this from seed, you've got the opportunity to do one of two things. You know, start them indoors six to eight weeks ahead of time where you've got the nice seed trays, you've got the lighting, you've got the whole setup, you know, and do your own little greenhouse thing inside. Or wait till, you know, the soil temperature is right for whatever seeds you have and you can direct sow them, plant them out in the garden. Um, But really what I would do is follow the uh, georgiaweather.net is a website from the College of Ag at UGA, georgiaweather.net. And when you're direct sowing seed outside, that's a great website to have because you can check, you know, the, the first frost, last frost date average of all of that over the years and the trends. That way you know when you're direct sowing, you're doing it at about the right time and tells you soil temperature and all that kind of stuff, which is going to really start you off with the best chance of success before you direct sow them outside. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, yeah. I'll definitely do that. That'll help a lot. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Well, good. Good luck. I'm glad you're trying it and keep me up to date on how it goes. Thank you. Okay. I all right. Thanks. Have a great morning. That's so exciting to get all these seeds. And then like, now what? I mean, I would store some, I would share some, I would start them from, start plants from seed. And, and you can always do a crop rotation too. You know, if you wanted to start some of the cool season ones indoors now, give them six to eight weeks to germinate, it's late, but you're going to just have a different, you know, succession of crops the later you plant those. So yeah, a lot of options there. Uh, up next, out to Tucker and say good morning to Judy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hello. It's so good to hear you. Thank you. You I as well. I love listening to you every Saturday. Oh. I, lo- I love your music, your intro music, particularly the one at the top of the hour. I wait for the one at the very end where the guy says, bad, bad butterfly. I love that. <laughs> I, I want to say that's uh, ludicrous. I picked it because he's he's an Atlanta-based uh, rapper. And yeah, I mean, anything I could find that was outdoorsy. And I love the production guy, Gene, that put that together for me years ago. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I've called you before. It was a, lo- it was a while ago. It was about um, controlling ivy. But this time it's about, you know, you're talking about pruning. Mm-hmm. Um We've got very mature azaleas in our yard. Um, We've been in this house 25 years, and they were already extremely mature when we moved in, all right? And, um, you know, over over time, every now and then, they get pruned back. Um, But this year, we wanted them pruned uh, because they've just gotten real scraggly. But at the time that uh, the lawn service people, we asked to prune them back, at the time they were going to, we got hit with that massive heat wave in the spring. Yeah. And he said, I'm just not going to let my guys get out there and do that kind of work 
in this because that's just too much, you know. Um, so he said, we'll do it in the fall. Yeah. And he's getting ready to come back at the beginning of October. Yeah. Now, I know about you want to prune them right after they bloom so that, you know, you can still get some new growth and get some blooms the next mm-hmm. year. But um, so we're past that, unfortunately. Yeah. If we have him come and do it at the beginning of October, I'm not worried so much about blooms. I'm worried more about hurting the plant and okay. killing it. So, yeah, like, I mean, I generally think, and I'm not categorizing your landscaper, you know, necessarily, but in general, if they are to cut back pretty big azaleas, they're just going to do shearing. They're just going to do all out, even size. You know, they're not going to do selective by removing limbs and tall shoots and things like that. So you still will get some flowers in the spring if they shear it, more of the inside lower limb flowers you'll still get in the spring. But if you look carefully, they have already started setting buds. I mean, they start going to work immediately in July, August, September of setting buds for the spring. Um, So, you know, you are going to lose some, but if if it just has to be done now, that's okay. It's kind of a regenerative type pruning that you want to do now. Never take back more than one-third. That's also a good rule of thumb. Prune it after it flowers and never remove more than one-third, whether you're talking about a tree's canopy, whether you're talking about a shrub, um, no more than a third at a time. So if he's trying to do a size reduction, you know, you could have to do it in stages if they're really just that big. But I think now we're safe, Judy, but the later you wait into fall, what happens is when you prune, that's telling the plant to put on new growth. And just as a kind of stress mechanism, it puts out new growth. Right now, that new growth is going to be fine. And it's going to be sturdy enough by the time we get a frost. But the later you wait, that new growth could be susceptible to a frost, say, a month from, you know, after when it blooms or after when it starts to put on new growth or so. So the sooner the better uh, in this case. But, yeah, once we start getting into October, November, I wouldn't prune anything like that because the new growth is going to get bit by, you know, a cold snap. Yeah, he's coming that first week in October. So hopefully it'll still be warm enough and it'll be able to bounce back. Yeah. And as you kind of keep up with it, you know, throughout the year, I would prune tall shoots back inside of the body of the plant. So like go all the way down, do some selective pruning to kind of thin it out a little bit and make sure the under branches and the inside limbs are getting sun. You know, that's, that's the benefit when you remove just shoots from inside the middle of the plant. Um, And also kind of deadheading it, you know, along way as as the season goes but even azalea or uh, encore azaleas too folks are like well those bloom all the time you know there are some blooming right now so when you say prune it after it flowers like well what about now but generally even encore who who does those azaleas they say still prune immediately after spring flowering and then the one the flowers that are on there now just you know let them run their course and things but yeah yeah tell tell them it's okay thank you so much for laying my fears. You're welcome. And I'm sorry that was a really long answer to a very easy question, but just trying to give you all the angles so you know. You know, it's it's a nuance. It's an art and a science. It really is. So I completely understand. And that's that's how I learn things too is Walter was so good teaching me with this show for eight years when I was his producer. He wouldn't just say, well, prune it after it flowers. And you're just supposed to memorize that and remember. He explained to me why. Scientifically, you know, the, the behavior of the plant, 
why it's going to react XYZ to what you're doing. And that helps me retain it a little bit better. So, Judy, thank you. And thank you, as always, for listening. Appreciate your call. Max, I'm going to come to you right after the break. Stepping out for traffic and weather. We'll be right back to Green and Growing on WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The weather update for the weekend brought to you by Finley Roofing. It's going to be a beautiful day, whether you're going to the Atlanta Greek Festival, Riverfest in Canton. I'll be at the Duluth Fall Festival. I hope you find me. I have an orange shirt on. Uh, what else is going on? There are not any Braves games or Falcons games. I totally misspoke there. They're both on the road. Uh, the North Georgia State Fair, yeah, in Marietta. So it's going to be a nice day. Highs around 80, comfortably warm. Grab a jacket this morning. It's like 57 degrees right now, so it's a little chilly. A 30% chance for isolated shower or thunderstorms tomorrow. High about 83, and then we'll level out to around 80 for the rest of the week and sunny. Your complete forecast comes up in about 10 minutes here on 95.5 WSB. Want to take Max calling from coming. He's been so patient. Hey there, Max. Welcome to the show. Morning, Ashley. Uh Huge fan of the show. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, Walter would be proud. I, I think he is. I try to text him and call him at least maybe once a week or so, and boy, he's doing good. Thank you. Uh, glad to hear it. Hey, uh, my wife's got these uh, fiddle figs, fiddle leaf. Uh-huh. They're big, and uh, got them all over the house. They're beautiful. But we keep getting uh, mushrooms in the soil there. And I'm, am I doing something wrong with the watering? Uh, do I need to do something to fix fix the dirt up? Am I using now? Let me ask: kind of dirt? Are the mushrooms in the soil, or are they on the trunk or the stems themselves? No, they're right there in the dirt, and okay. they uh, kind of up above the dirt and a little bit below it. They're kind of kind of sturdy little mushrooms. Oh wow! You know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think all that means is the soil that you're using still has some fresh stuff that's decomposing. And the mushrooms are coming out of that, taking advantage of it. So really, the mushrooms are just taking advantage of what's working on decomposing in the soil. So it's actually a sign of pretty nutritious soil. Um, But one thing that could be happening is that the soil is just staying a little too damp, a little too wet. So you all want to make sure you don't overwater uh, the fiddle leaf fig. And just like I was saying earlier in the show with houseplants, all you got to do, stick your finger down in there, down about to your knuckle. And if it comes back totally dry, then water. But even if a little oh. bit of soil comes back on your finger and it's still kind of damp, you don't need to water. You could let them go a day or two over rather than over watering, you know? Yeah. Um, how do I know? You know, I don't, I, they're not like poison mushrooms or Magic mushrooms or anything. I got a little <laughs> dog. I don't want him to get into something he can't take on and get sick or anything, you yeah. know? Yeah, I would go ahead if you want to, Max, just pluck them. Pluck them down at the base and just throw them out. Um, they will die eventually. If the soil dries out and you hold off on watering for a little bit, they will die. But if you're worried about more coming, put a little bit of mulch or something or a little bit of pine straw from outside. You know, let it sit on the deck or the driveway for a day or two so that you don't bring any little bugs in. But set that on the top layer of soil and that'll kind of choke them out as well. But yeah, let the soil dry out and that'll solve all the problems. Plus keep the fiddle leak uh, fig pretty happy. Thank you for calling. Glad to hear from you. I hope you call some other time as well. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to Pike Nursery and check in cool season vegetables and pumpkin time at all Pike Nursery locations. Stay tuned. You're listening to WSP.
Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. All right, the last half hour of Green and Growing this morning on your radio, 95.5 WSB. Really glad you've spent time with me this morning. And yeah, not on until 9 o'clock today, so we can make room for the tailgate and pregame show for your Georgia Bulldogs. That begins at 8 o'clock with a noon kickoff from Sanford Stadium, hosting the Golden Flashes from Kent State. Never heard of them, but I think it's going to be a good game nonetheless. So I'm appreciative of Jackson Grimsley, assistant manager of the Toco Hills location, to join us this morning. Good morning, Jackson. Morning, Ashley. Do you have any idea what a Golden Flash mascot looks like? I have to admit, I do not. I don't either, but I had to look up Kent State. They're in Ohio. See? Little known fact, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporating some college football into the Garden Show. But we've got a good topic for you today, Jackson, because folks are really thinking the cool season vegetables. The weather is slowly starting to cool off, I think, so it's a good time to be thinking about you know, preparing the garden and pulling up those summer plants and things. You may have a few more tomatoes hanging out on the tomato plants, but cool season veggies, really excited. Uh, what can you tell folks? I mean, well, first of all, do you all have the stuff ready in the stores? You got some broccoli, some Brussels sprouts? Absolutely. We, we've just received our shipments of a lot of your cool season vegetables. And like you mentioned, most of your summer vegetables are starting to finish up now. And, you know, a lot of people already have their beds ready. So it's a great time to transition over to the cool season stuff. Now, is there any kind of soil prep we need to think about, you know, as we rip out the tomato plants, if we've got anything else left in the ground, do we turn the soil? Do we need to add anything or we can just pop these cool season veggies right in? It's always a great idea, you know, just to to fix up your beds. You know, if you want to throw in a little compost, uh, if you are starting a new bed, we do have, uh, you know, our vegetable and flower bedding soil. Uh, is a great one. It's already got compost and, you know, aged pine bark and a few other things in there that are really beneficial for uh, for vegetables. But yeah, it's always a good idea, you know, and to use, a, you know, some kind of organic fertilizer as well uh, when you put your stuff in. So all those will help increase your yield throughout the season. Maybe something to think about as you're shopping in Pike Nursery, Jackson. Folks can pick up Dr. Earth fertilizer that they may need. Also planning ahead for those cool season pests that uh, I don't think are as pesky as what we deal with in the summer. Bugs are a lot less in the cooler weather. But folks, you want to familiarize yourself now with maybe cabbage loopers, aphids. Those are some of the common things you're going to be seeing on your vegetable crops. So, we're yeah, we're right on time to start thinking about transitioning the summer garden. Um, I listed, you know, broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Those are two at the top of my list, but I know you have a ton of others. So where do you even want to start with what we have to uh, choose from at Pike Nursery? Absolutely. So as most people know, your spring vegetables are mostly going to be your fruiting vegetables. This time of year, you're doing a lot of your, like what you mentioned, your leafier vegetables, your greens. Um, So lettuce is a great one. Uh, You know, it's pretty cold hardy. It won't go down to freezing, but it's a great one for fall. Um, It also, you know, it, it produces a lot which is really nice and it produces pretty quickly so you can start harvesting pretty fast uh, which is really nice they also have really shallow roots so they're great for containers you know so if you just have a patio or a balcony and you're trying to get some vegetables lettuce is a great option Uh, spinach is another great one Um, really nice benefit with spinach is it actually is somewhat shade tolerant and it won't go in full shade but if you're getting like three to six hours of sun uh, it can absolutely work in there. So uh, it's, it's a great option. Again, if you've got a smaller area, you're a little restricted on sun. Um, you know, and, and again, it is very shallow roots. So it can do very well in containers, uh, containers as well. Um, kale is a really popular one this time of year. It's hardy. It can tolerate a little bit of frost too, which is really nice. 
um, again, it's fast growing. So, I mean, you can start harvesting three to four weeks after, after planting, which is awesome. You don't have to wait too long. Um, you do want to harvest small tender leaves for salads, um, and you can do the larger leaves for cooking. So something about the size of your hand. Uh, we do also have ornamental varieties of kale, which are great for, you know, how they look. They don't taste as nice, but they do really give you a nice pop of color uh, in the landscape this time of year. I've always wondered that because I've done ornamental kale, but I've never been tempted to eat it. So, yeah, probably not. Just go with <laughs> the stuff that y'all have sectioned off for the actual edible kale, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the ornamental varieties, they've been bred to look really nice, not to taste nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you, and same thing with the ornamental cabbage and that kind of thing. So, um, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, great this time of year. Uh, they take a little bit longer to mature. So it's, it's going to be, you know, closer. If you plant right now, they'll be ready sometime around Thanksgiving. Um, you know, again, but it's great just in time for all your holiday cooking. Um, they, these three, cabbage, broccoli, and cauliflower, are very cold-hardy. They are hardy well down into the 20s, so in a mild winter, they, they will last you know, all the way into the new year, which is great. Um, they are heavy feeders, so you do want to fertilize pretty regularly, um, probably about every four to six weeks or so. Um, and the good thing with cabbage and broccoli is that they will actually produce more heads throughout the season. So as you, as you harvest, they will continue to produce cauliflower unfortunately is just kind of a one and done it's just going to produce one head and then you're finished and i gotta say jackson there's nothing more disappointing this happened to me a couple of years ago i did one broccoli plant and it looked great and i watched this tiny little floret for what felt like a week i guess and i just thought i'm gonna keep watching it because i'm not ready to harvest it yet and it was one floret so it's not like i was going to be able to do much with it but i let it bolt which means a lot of Mm. these cool season crops when they go to flower it's ruined it's done it's too late Yes. Yeah. You do got to keep, you do have to keep an eye on that for sure. Um, You know, and that's something, you know, it can happen in in warmer temperatures um, that you'll see them bolt. So you always do want to keep an eye on it when it's, if we get a warm snap in the season. That makes me think of tomatoes too over the summer. You know, when you have one that's on the vine and it's almost ripe, but you've maybe forgotten about it for a day or two, or you put off harvesting it for whatever reason. And then if you get a rain or, you know, conditions just become really wet, it's going to split. Like if you leave it on there just one day too long. And so, yeah, this was much the same. So disappointing. But that's why you're attentive. You're attentive to the garden, especially Jackson. Like you mentioned, if you can do some of these things in containers, you just make sure it's got drainage holes. But that way it's you're right on top of it, whether it's on the deck or patio, whatever, and you're watching that every day so you don't miss out. Um, something else that does well in the cool weather and in containers too, so easy to have by the kitchen door or the kitchen window, herbs. Absolutely. And there are tons of cool season herbs, parsley, thyme, stage. Rosemary is a great one. Lavender is great. They will last all through the winter um, and, you know, produce nicely for your cooking throughout the season. And then again, with some of them like rosemary and lavender, if you have them planted this time of year, use them for your cooking. And then you do have a nice bloom in the spring and the summer as well with those. That's perfect. So yeah, Jackson mentioned parsley, thyme, oregano, all of those. Rosemary, so good for cooking. And be on the lookout too for the perennial rosemary, you know, that may need a little bit more space, but uh, we'll come back for you. And Jackson, good news for folks who maybe have tried some of these crops and not had success, or they're going to try them for the first time. There are classes today at the Pike Nursery locations at 10 o'clock. Tell us what it's about and how to sign up. Like you said, we got class. We have classes today at ten o'clock. It's going to be about what we're talking about right now: cool season vegetables. Um, so you, you know, you can be taught by a salesperson. They'd be able to answer any of your questions. You know, if you if you've had struggles in the past, absolutely bring those to us. We can definitely help you with them. 
Um, there, you know, there's plenty of time. You can sign up on our store, uh, on our store website, so pikenursery.com, or you can actually come out and, uh, you know, you can walk ups are absolutely appreciated as well. You can sign up uh, right when you get here, and there will be a giveaway at the end of the class. Um, so absolutely, everyone should come out. Cool. Oh, a giveaway. That's a nice little added bonus. And when you take pictures, too, folks, at any of these classes, tag Pike Nursery on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's so much fun. And pumpkins, too. Folks can be start shopping pumpkins already at the nurseries this weekend. We just got our shipments in this week. Everything's you know looking great, and it's finally starting to feel like fall, too. So it's all coming together. It is about time. Well, one more thing I want to pick your brain about, Jackson. Um, I know we just started talking about pumpkins, so one thing at a time. You know, let's get to Halloween. Let's get to Thanksgiving. But you are hiring because, man, you know things are going to pick up in the fall season and even headed toward Christmas. We are hiring right now, fall, and then Christmas is one of our busiest seasons, so we're going to be needing a lot of people. Uh, We're hiring, you know, for a lot of different positions. We're hiring our, our loaders and operations people, cashiers, and salespeople. So we've we've got tons of open positions. Um, You know, if you really are passionate about gardening or passionate about helping people with their gardening, um, it's it's a great place to work. Um, You know, Christmas season in particular is one of my favorites. Um, It's just a lot of fun. So absolutely. Um, And you can apply online at pikenursery.com. Just make sure you select the store that you're interested in applying to. Um, and, you know, we'll uh, try and get everybody in for interviews. Yeah, 15 Atlanta area locations, plus some in North Carolina. I don't know, maybe some college kids commute to and from. So they're they're also, they have the opportunity to work up at a couple of the stores in North Carolina and employee discount. A lot of really good perks for being uh, part of the Pike Nursery team. And Jackson, too, like folks don't, you know, anybody hearing this that's maybe middle-aged thinks, well, I don't know, I don't have a lot of garden experience or I don't have a lot of plant knowledge. That's okay. When I started working for Pike, I knew next to nothing about plants. Oh so wow! We, we, I we, never know that. Wow. Yeah, we we love doing uh, we love doing in house training too. So again, if it's something you just are interested in learning about and you want to come spend some time in the greenhouse, absolutely, we can do that too. Well, Jackson, you certainly enjoy the weekend there at the Toco Hills location. Really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good weekend, Ashley. You too. So yeah, if you need more information, pikenursery.com for all of the details. Click on classes and events there and you'll see more uh, information about today's 10 o'clock class. When we return, we're going to do the top three things you need to know and do in the landscape this weekend. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB, and we're on. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley. Just a few minutes to go off the air at 8 o'clock today to make way for Dog Talk pregame and tailgate four hours prior to today's noon kickoff in Athens against the Kent State Golden Flashes, welcoming the team down from Ohio. But, of course, go dogs. Uh, the update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. Mostly sunny today. It's going to be comfortably warm, a little chilly this morning. Right now, 56, 57 degrees. Isolated thunderstorms. Don't let it derail your day tomorrow. 30% chance a high of 83 and sunny into the work week. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend.
All right, number one, I want you to start planning what spring blooming bulbs you want, where you want to put them. Go ahead and get those now. Best time to plant those is October through December and cool season veggies. You heard Jackson. Go pick them up at Pike Nursery. Number two, this from the North Georgia Camellia Society. Grafting and cuttings are possible now through December. Use new green growth on the camellia. Take a few more cuttings than you think you need. Sharp pruners are advisable. And remove the lower leaves, dip in a rooting hormone, and put a nice sterile soil a clean pot and number three start composting collect things now you think about greens and browns green being grass clippings that have not been treated weeds that haven't gone to seed old plants that aren't diseased and kitchen scraps like the onions you throw away Uh, brown being dead leaves small limbs cardboard even ripped into pieces coffee grounds and eggshells there you go have time for one more call steve calling from williamson good morning what's your question Good morning. Um, I've got a couple questions. Okay. Um, first one regarding the, um, I got three angel trumpet plants that I put in earlier in the summer. Two out of the three are not really thriving. The other question is uh, regarding if it's necessary uh, to prune the uh, knockout roses, if they're doing really well, yeah. or just prune if necessary to, to keep them out of from encroaching my sidewalk and driveway. Area. Good question, Steve. So right now, I would deadhead them or take them back a little bit if they're reaching out too far. But just for a neater, tidier look, you are welcome to cut them back every year around Valentine's Day. Totally cut them all the way back to where the stems are only like 12 inches high, 16 inches high, and the plant will come back like gangbusters in the spring and the summer. But right now, keep up with the deadheading and the, and the leggy limbs. Um, the angel trumpet, do they all have the same sun? Yes. Um, I planted them, you know, probably five, six feet apart from okay. each other, all equal amount of sun. I, they were all, three of them were about equal size and looked to be equal health when yeah. I put them in the ground. Um, I amended the soil and put soil conditioner in there. I broke up, you know, kind of loosened the roots in the in the pot. And you haven't fertilized, uh, have you? I put a weak solution of miracle Grow. um, when I water them really well, you know, when I first put them in the ground, yeah, and I have done that a few times. I, you know, one, that that may be it. I, I don't mean to cut you off, Steve, but over fertilization—they're really not heavy feeders. And I know Walter had somebody ride in not too long ago. I think she said she was fertilizing every couple of months or something, and that's just a little too much uh, for the angel trumpet. As long as that soil conditioner was in there, you made really good you know, work of the soil before you installed them. I'd back off on the fertilizer. Uh, This time of year, they're probably going to get the sufficient water that they need. You spaced them really well. Um, So I'd back off on the fertilizer, I think. And, you know, full sun, the fact that they're all getting the same sun conditions. Um, Try that, and you should be on your way. And two, try to propagate. You know, take a couple of cuttings from them in case you lose one and start propagating one, and that way you have a backup as well. Steve, thanks for the call, and thanks for listening. Only have about a minute left to go, so I want to promote uh, for you to join me on Facebook. Green and Growing WSB is what you search on Facebook. Like or follow the page. I recently posted about limelight hydrangeas and how I dry them. I dry them in the fall and the wintertime, and they're absolutely beautiful in vases. And I want to remember Cindy, who was a cafeteria manager at Macedonia Elementary when I went up there a couple of months ago. Talked about drying herbs, too, and Becky Griffin doing that same thing now. Drying herbs is a fantastic thing to do. Go ahead and harvest the herbs that you've got. Put them on a cookie sheet. Put the oven at about 200 degrees. Put them in there. 
And then once it's, you know, once they're in there, turn the oven off and leave the door closed for a number of hours. And you can be on your way to drying herbs to use in the wintertime. That's going to be so rewarding. And also my website, wsbradio.com slash green and growing. Hope to keep up with all of you throughout the week. Have a wonderful weekend and go dog.